Welcome back, my friends. We are back, and this time in 2022, I'm Mireille, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey, everyone, it's the boss, Mireille. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, my God. You know, it's so funny, because whenever I remember back in Cameroon, people say Happy New Year, like, all the way into February. You see somebody that you haven't seen, maybe, like, at the end of last year. And then the person, you see the person for the first time in like, let's say end of February and they're like, oh, happy new year. And it's only once I moved into this country that I feel like by the third of the year of the month in January, like people stop saying happy new year to you. Just a day or two later from the new year. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's my impression though. Cause you know, in emails you type like happy new year. Um, mm-hmm. hope your holiday went well, but. I don't know. People don't say it back. So I figured they're like, okay, holidays are over. Like happy new year is like good for the first two days. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because is there a particular date that is like said that people should just know, or it's like, it goes based on feelings. Exactly. So I always felt awkward about that. I don't know. Is when, okay. When is the right time to stop saying happy (laughs) new year? Is this the fifth of the January? Is this the end of January? Or is this literally the day after the new year? Like the second now, speaking of new year, you know what happens every time a new year comes around? People do new year resolutions, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm actually (laughs) witness of that right now. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me what are your resolutions this year? Well, I thought, you know, to do like everybody else losing weight, but I think I went extra on my own. Like the first five (laughs) all in the gym for more than one hour. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I feel like literally when you're ranking New Year resolutions, losing weight is the number one, which makes sense because during the holidays, you're eating everything. I mean, I don't know if you look anyone that's dieting during the holidays, there's either something wrong with you or you are good at life because I don't understand how you cannot eat all of like the cookies and food and just uh, lots of stuff that that's available for you during the holidays. Like, I feel like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the highest time where we all gain pounds and gain kilos. So again, they say, you know, when you're around family and love, you know, you you release a hormone. That makes you feel happy, so you want to exactly. Keep eating. And if you're African, I'm sorry, you cannot say no to food. Exactly. Saying no, saying no to somebody's food is disrespectful. So exactly. he said, yeah. So here is a lesson: if you go to an African household, well, I can speak for Cameroon. In Cameroon, if you visit somebody and you're offered food, just you know, even if you're not hungry, just make sure to taste just a little. That's a sign of respect. Um, you don't have to eat the whole thing, but at least tasting it is. You know, something that you should always try to do. Absolutely. So, Mireille, what is your own New Year resolution? Um, I mean, I have many. I, I hate to call them resolutions, but honestly, they're all the same thing. Goals and aspirations, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to learn a new language. I've been saying this for years. I have been, I started learning Spanish and then I gave up. So, mm-hmm. I want to, I don't know. I just feel like i want to learn another language I've always do you know to learn... in particular which language you want to learn or just i mean of course i mean of course there are so many but the issue here is like picking one language because in terms of like for example from the asian continent right i always mm-hmm. wanted to learn japanese or uh korean but i'm not sure which to start with first um spanish is something that i love 
and I feel like it's easier for me to learn just because it's similar to French, right? Yes, a lot of similar. But in terms of that, those are foreign languages to me. But in Cameroon, we have like over, I believe, like 200 languages, 200 dialects. And if you never grew up in the in the village area or you never grew up where you had people speaking to you in the dialect, it's very easy for you to forget, you know, the words. So that's something that I want to get better at because I feel like growing up, I missed that part a lot. So I'm looking to see if I can find digital documentation of our African languages. And I think that that's severely missing. I know there are some communities that are working on some languages, but the Mm -hmm. ones that I'm looking for, I haven't found yet. So I'm very, very excited to find out if those are available and I'll definitely share those resources with everyone once I find that. But yeah. Uh, but speaking of languages, do you know how to say Happy New Year in any other languages besides English and French? Oh, I thought. No, of <laughs> course, of course, I can't. I can't give you the easy way out. I mean, it's Happy New Year in French is Bonne Année. Okay. Feliz Anos. Um. Wait. Yeah. Feliz. Yeah. Feliz Anos or Anos. And then in um, Japanese is Akemashite Omedetu Gozaimasu. Wow. It sounds really long. <laughs> and then in Swahili is Tunavuka Mwaka. Now, obviously, I'm not uh, a native speaker of Swahili. So this is probably because you know how Happy New Year has like so many ways of saying it. It could be blessings to you or that is not really the direct translation of Happy New Year. There's so many ways to say it in one language. Mm-hmm. Um, in Afrikaans, um, you know, Afrikaans is a, they say it's a white language, the West Germanic language that's spoken in South Africa, Namibia, and some other African countries. Um, to say Happy New Year in the Afrikaans language is Gelukige Nuejar. Wow. That's a real tongue twister. Exactly. It would take a time to learn because some of those words, like you said, it sounds long, but for them, you know, they're used to it. So it's pretty much not a simple word to say, but us, we need to practice over and over. Yeah, but I like, I can match the omedetu gozaimasu. Okay, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that uh, was Japanese, right? Yeah, that was Japanese. Good. Yes. And now, speaking of New Year resolutions, we actually have our first guest on the Afro People Hour podcast. Everybody, welcome. Cynthia, a.k.a. Cynic. Cynthia, welcome. Hi, guys. Hi, Mimi. Hi, Danny. Hi. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Happy welcome, New Year, everyone. Yeah. By the way, she's calling us, joining us all the way from Cameroon, the city of Douala, all the way in the streets of Bonaberry. So... We're yeah, very excited right. to have you here. <laughs> yes, we're hoping yeah, we're hoping that this year for our podcast we have guests from all over the world. So Cynthia is going to be the very first on this podcast and anybody that's interested in joining us to be part of our recordings feel free to find us on our social media on Afro People Hour and uh, we'll go from there. Cynthia, now that you're on here, do you have any New Year resolutions you made for yourself this year? Of course, I have the weight loss resolution, but I'm like, oh, next year, next year, next year. <laughs> I'll try to speak to that this year. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's funny because people do that for the first month. It's like, I'm like, well, I'll check back with the person in a month later and see how that's going. So, that's what yeah. we're saying. That's the number one topic, but in this right. case, you know, it's who sticks with it. 
speaking of near resolutions, I know another thing people do is like, oh, they want to become more Christian or become more. I mean, this is for people who are like Christian, right? They want to become more Christian and prayerful. The other day, I was like watching um, the Pope. I mean, as most of you who are Catholic or Christian, you know, the Pope is the leader of the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. right? So I was watching the Pope. He was giving an address to the to the Vatican. Actually, you know what? Never mind. I lied. I wasn't watching the Pope. I was on Twitter <laughs> watching another video. And then I saw a video of the Pope trending and I tuned in to watch. And apparently he was saying that people who choose to have pets are truly selfish. So what? I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> That is something I've never I, heard before. Yes, yes. Let me actually see. Let me actually pull up the article here so I can see exactly what he said because I was very shocked about it. So these were his exact words, and I loosely quote, Today, we see a form of selfishness. We see that some people do not want to have a child. Sometimes they have one, and that's it. But they have dogs and cats that take the place of children. This may make people laugh, but it's a reality. The practice is a denial of fatherhood and motherhood and diminishes us and takes away our humanity. So, wow. yeah. Why do you guys handful. think about that? For me, actually, it's kind of interesting because I know with the Catholic Church, there's whole, this whole debate about, you know, having as many kids as possible. So maybe he's feeling that taking having pets, it prevents people from having kids, you know, in their mind. They're like, I have a pet. Why should I have a kid? And let's make a notice of this that, Mire, how many pets do you have? I mean, yeah, I'm a pet owner, so obviously I take offense to what he said. But again, take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. I think he was referencing people that choose to not have children in oh, place of pets. Now, even though I, I feel like that's a bit extreme, but I'm very curious to hear what Cynthia has to say. In a Cali well, country. It's quite interesting because I'm like, um, okay, why would the Pope say that? You know, at times keep these um, Christian and Catholic trends. I'm a Catholic myself. It's not really easy. At times, you'll be like, okay, you talk of homosexuality. After you bring it back, people will be like, okay, see, get, are they becoming more inclusive? Then after they draw it back with certain statements, I'm really shocked hearing this. But I don't know what's the reference. Everybody's not meant to be a parent. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not a pet owner, so I don't have much to say, but I don't understand the concept. Like, why? I'm just wondering, like, why? Yes, you make a very good point because a lot of people were, from the comment on uh, social media, a lot of people were surprised because this Pope has really shown himself to be very, That's to be a, oh, a reform, yeah, a reformative Pope where he's been open to topics such as like, you know, the LGBTQ community and like, True. and uh, you know, and all that, which is why I was very surprising. Now, here's what I think. I'm a pet owner, right? So I understand where he's coming from. But I'm, I'm confused. He says people who are choosing not to have children are selfish. So isn't the Pope and all the priests in the Catholic Church selfish themselves because they are choosing not to have children? Like, aren't they selfish? They chose not to have children. Like, shouldn't it be your choice to populate the earth? Like, aren't there already so many children out there that... But anyway, let's not take this out of context. He he did say that the recommendation is that if you cannot have children, mm -hmm. because it's that fair, not everybody can have children. He said to adopt. But again, people still have this stigma about adoption, especially in Africa. 
it happens, but I don't think like it's really embraced as like the first cause of action for anyone. I, I mean, Cynthia, you can maybe shed some light on this. I don't think it's really an option like that. People Just basically are educated on that, and people the procedures are not really open to people. People, it's not really talked about here. So, but to wrap this thing up, though, I feel like people who choose not to have children, like there's a reason why they did that. Okay. If somebody says, I'm going to be an, an irresponsible parent, so I don't want to have children, that's a reason enough. Why, why are you forcing somebody with the responsibility of bringing children into this world that they cannot take care of? You know, so I feel like there exactly. should be boundaries set. Yeah, it's good to encourage people to have their own children and like, you know, but you can have you can have both. You can have children, you can have pets, but please stop targeting pet owners. It's way too early. We, we just started the year, like let us breathe. <laughs> All right. So this year we have so many new topics we want to talk about, but we have been talking about this topic since last year and this is the african cup of nations for the next month um cameroon will be hosting all the games and today mm -hmm. was the, today was the opening ceremony we have so many highlights and updates to discuss and i'm so happy we have cynthia here because she can give us the temperature of how things are happening in cameroon how people are you know feeling after the first game so let's go <laughs> <laughs> all right cynthia how is the ambience in cameroon right now yes 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 it's very exciting we are happy we are proud it's really a big success to have the tournament being hosted because there were so many reasons that this could not have happened that this happened it was supposed to be in 2021 as we know covid affected it that's so right it this year. no wonder that's why i was seeing the hashtag afcon 2021 i thought somebody made a mistake on social media i'm like why why are we doing afcon 2021 when they gave it in 2022 um but yes oh my god i am so excited i watched the first game and cameroon won which i'm sorry we had to win that game because it would have been a national embarrassment to lose the game on your own home turf, okay? And I don't care how we won. I just, I'm just happy that we won. Whether it was two or three penalty kicks, I don't give a. <laughs> but speaking of the game, even <laughs> Cynthia, what were your thoughts about the opening ceremony? It was really full. It was colorful. I was really impressed. Our country is getting mm -hmm. somewhere. I uh, put saw the lion on TV now. Like that's something. But actually, I, I did not because. Um, guys, like I personally struggled finding links on how to watch this, but keep uh, listening. Daniel actually has compiled a list, a list of links that actually work where you guys can watch the African Cup of Nations if you're living outside of um, the continent, because it was a struggle. I was trying so hard to watch. I wanted to watch the anthem, the songs before the game, and I literally only got in last minute when the game just started. So I was pissed about that. And this really brings us to an important topic that we're talking about in our first podcast when we did it, about how difficult it is to find links to soccer or get African updates, because like you said, no station in the US channels was showing anything about the AFCON. We had to go online, look at different places, and even the ones that were showing it 
we're going to show it at a later date. So not even live. Yeah, really I, unless you subscribe to like a premium sports channel, you know, where, you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're not going to have access to it. And, you know, our people like free, so... Yeah. So, for, yeah. so Cynthia, yeah. is it on all the channels right like now? <laughs> and I'm talking about it, back to the opening ceremony, I just wish we had a Cameroonian artist. I know it's the African Cup of Nations. I just wonder why we could not have a typical Cameroonian artist perform to incorporate our That's coach. a good point. Because yeah. we have so many beautiful artists, like who can do the job? I, I don't know. But yeah, you know, um, Cynthia really is my updater for what is happening back in Cameroon because yesterday she told me that a couple of Burkina Faso players got tested positive for COVID. And Yikes. this was a major issue because they were thinking that it's the Cameroon people who were trying to stop them from having their best players oh, to play. Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> it was just crazy. But yeah, that so was that's why luckily... Us. So did, game, the, did the players like get to play? Like they tested positive or was that a false positive? Like what's happening? What I heard was that they were going to test again the night before the game. But I didn't really find any update about that because maybe because they did the direct test, but then they did the PCR test. So I would need to check and see if those players were involved in the game or if they brought other players to play for them. So, yeah. But I'm glad that they have new, uh, neutral parties because these games can go haywire with people claiming, oh, somebody gave me COVID to lose the, lose the game and all that extra stuff. Speaking of the star players, do you guys know Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, all those players? I know you're not really big soccer or football fans, so, but you know all those big players? I know Sadio Mane. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the first game was played in the stadium in Yaoundé, right? Which is the capital of um, Cameroon. Yes, it was in yeah. Yaoundé. And then still speaking of these topics of people having issues. Now, talk about the Gabon team. So I heard they were given a hotel by the CAF, which is the federation body, for where each team should stay. But I heard upon arrival in Cameroon, they refused to go to the hotel to stay there. Is that true, Cynthia? That's crazy. Yes, I heard something like that too. They were like, they want to stay by an embassy. I don't know what's the reason for that. Okay, now let's bring this back to people who have never watched the African Cup of Nations or we know what happened. So mm -hmm. Cameroon is chosen by the football... Yeah, the CAF, the, the Football Federation of Africa. The Football Federation of Africa, that you are mm -hmm. hosting the African Cup of Nations in your country. Now, yes. every country that is selected to play in the mm -hmm. games... They all have to arrive Cameroon at a particular date. And then who gives them the hotel? Is it Cameroon that is saying, okay, Gabon, you guys will stay here. This, or is it the Gabon um, management team that is saying, okay, we, we want to stay here. We want to stay there. Like, how does that work? No, actually, that's a good question. Actually, what happens is that um, the CAF, right, the governing body, goes and look at hotels that, Cameroon suggests to them that players and countries can stay in those hotels. So when they go and look at all the various hotels suggested, they approve certain hotels that this hotel fits the requirements to have a whole team. Okay. So that's why that hotel was chosen by the CAF. It's not really chosen. Cameroon. Mm -hmm. Chosen by them that this is where you can stay. But like Cynthia was saying, they were complaining that it's too far from the embassy, which we don't understand the reason behind that. Which, but speaking of which, which is worse, what Gabon did, or what Morocco did. What did by... Morocco do? So basically with Morocco, they flew everyone, I say everybody they have. They came to Cameroon, the hotel that was chosen by them with the calf. They fired all of the waiters, the, the restauranter, the food people, everybody who works in that hotel. They took them and said, leave the hotel. We are bringing our own people. So they brought their own food. 
their own water, their own chef, their own um, waitress, everything for the room cleaning. Nobody was a Cameroonian in that hotel right now. It's all Moroccans. Okay, so <laughs> hold on. Let, let me understand this. So you're saying that they brought their own team, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that Morocco must have paid this hotel good money to let go of all the staff so that they can have their own staff in there for the next month. Because after the Moroccans leave, I hope they get their jobs back because putting people out of work for a month just because now, okay, what was the reason behind this? Because they were scared. They did not, they did not want to take a chance on like, okay, maybe they're going to poison my, poison my food because they don't want Morocco to win, like all those superstitions. So I'm just yeah. assuming in terms yeah. of their feeding, maybe their food is not what they are used to. I really don't think that is about the Cameroonian food, honestly, because it's a simple fix. They could have still kept the same staff that were cleaning the rooms, the, the hotel manager and everything, mm -hmm. and then just Train brought them. a special chef that exactly. that's the only food that they're going to be eating. Like if they wanted their food to be halal, you know, based off of their religion or, or whatever that was, that mm -hmm. makes sense. You can bring your own people, bring their private chefs, and that's that's okay. But getting rid of the entire hotel staff, that's purely strategic. They are like, we don't want any green bar. Green bar is uh, witchcraft. <laughs> we don't want any green bar. We don't want our food poisoned. <laughs> we don't want anybody to go and injure, injure our players. So which kind of, I get why they're doing that. But to me, it's kind of disrespectful. Like, you know, why do you think we are not going to play fair? So... Yeah, because even the um, Moroccan F Football Federation um, head president said he's trying to avoid any chance of getting COVID because people who work in the hotel, they go to their homes, to their families in Cameroon. So they're coming back in there and they might bring COVID or whatever. So he said he, he But that's a good point, actually. Everybody stay in the hotel, so everybody there knows where everybody has been. So it's in the one place, not and going out and coming in. Yeah, but those Moroccan players, are they not going to train? Are they not going to go train in the field with other people who are like working around the field? Like, like exactly. there's still a chance of exposure and they're all vaccinated, right? And then to conclude on one topic too, some clubs are even trying to refuse to release their African players. So Nigeria has been affected by this. Um, another team, Ivory Coast, has been affected by this because they play in the Premier League and the Premier League games are going on right now. So they are saying that the tournament chose a wrong window to have the tournament at this time when the other leagues are going on. But this is funny because they, this is not the first time that the AFCON is happening at, during this time. It happens every year or every two years in January. But for some reason, this particular time, that because of COVID, they don't want to release the African players. But so, is it so throughout of COVID this, um, or is more because they have a biased notion of Africa. Cause, but just the fact that they think that it's okay because COVID did not start now. I find it extremely mm -hmm. disrespectful, honestly. And the players, I'm glad that some of the players took their ground that they are willing to come yes. and can they fire them for choosing to go? Like, is there a law that can protect them from being fired? So what what some teams do is that they write it in your contract that you cannot leave and go somewhere if the club doesn't authorize you to leave. So wow. they write it in their contract, basically. Well, That's unfortunate. So, but how did you all think about the game between Cameroon and Burkina Faso overall? So this game was a really interesting game because um, this coach that we have, Antonio Concesao, certain strategy in the past, if you take a look at our last game against Ricos that we beat them, he used a lot of attacking players in that game. But for this game, he strategy a little bit, which was kind of different because at the beginning of the first half, it looks like the Cameroonians didn't know what to do when they go to the Burkina Faso area of the goal. So 
they were pressing hard, but then when they come to the front side, they're very slow. So it was kind of really strange. Now, there were some two big decisions. So do you think that that was a penalty, both of the penalties? <laughs> the first one, I, I, I don't know much. I think the first one was because, of course, they went and um, checked yes. the bar. And I could right. see the position of the leg. The position of the yes. leg. I think the, the person before who touches the ball. What is the VAR? What is the VAR? You guys remember that there are non-football people watching. What is the VAR? <laughs> the VAR is the video assistant review. So it helps you review a play that has happened that maybe the referee did not catch the play. So they're using video and people in a booth who have experience with the video to look at it and see if the play is actually a foul or not. Okay. But you see, that's my question because the referee, he has an earpiece. And there are many other people watching the, the screens. Why can they not tell him, okay, this is a foul. Go ahead with the red card. Why does the referee have to go and watch the video himself to make the decision? So, so actually, sometimes when the decision is very like straightforward, where there's no debate, the referee doesn't have to go to the VAR. He just listens to what they say and goes. But this one, you know, is a very important moment because since Cameroon was down 1-0, and so he was like, let me make sure this is a clear decision. So people in the room were telling him, hey, we think it's a penalty. But if you want to decide, come and look yourself. So the referee went and looked at himself and said, okay, this is a clear penalty. I'm going to give a penalty. Because when you're making these kind of big decisions, you know it's going to be controversial because people are like, oh, was it a foul? Was it not a foul? The Cameroon player, Angisa, touched the ball. And then the Burkina Bay um, put his leg in front of him. So that's really blocking him from getting to the ball. So that was a penalty. Thank now, you for their penalty. They got, they got us our first goal. But I really wasn't <laughs> happy with the way they played the first half. But of course, a game is a game. You know, sometimes when you're the host country, your mm -hmm. population is looking up to you. There's that pressure. Having yes. people singing the anthem. So one of them was even crying. Who was that? Was it um, Clinton Jones? So you could see the emotions. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, the pressure, yeah. the pressure. Let's just assume it was the pressure. <laughs> yeah. I also saw that people, uh, what's his name? The captain of the Cameroon team, Abubakar. He, okay, he looked tired before like the first half of the game. And I'm sorry, why do the Cameroon players look a lot older than, than the Burkina Faso players? <laughs> like, they look like we're more, they, they're heavier and like older. <laughs> so... Well, you know, we like our food. <laughs> we love our food in Cameroon because actually two days ago, I saw a picture of the Cameroon players eating um, puff puff and beans for breakfast. I'm like, that is heavy. Like, how you eating this kind of heavy meal for breakfast, but you see they like to eat their food and be strong. So because compared to the Burkina Faso players, they look so skinny. They look skinny and younger. So I'm like, hmm. Yes. And Abubakar was, was already really tired like at the beginning. So I, again, I'm not a sports um, expert, but it seems what people were saying is that it was better to have put him at the half, like later on in the game that put him in the beginning. But either way, he scored the first two goals. So but good it job. Was also, but it was also very hot in Cameroon, right? It's quite hot, but the climate in Yaoundé is not that bad. It's it's okay. average, so yes, it wasn't that yeah, bad. Yeah, because he was sweating. He was sweating before the penalty. When you guys say hot, like in um, Fahrenheit, what like what maybe like a uh, hundred degrees? Um, in yeah, in Celsius, it was like twenty nine degrees. Twenty nine degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's so that's about about, about uh, yeah about ninety. So yeah, it's really that's hot. not too bad. But not too bad. Yeah, like you said, it's about yeah eighty five, eighty six. So. Um, Abu Bakr also traveled from, he placed in Saudi Arabia. So his team did not release him to only about two or three days ago. So then he came 
and had to like accommodate I'm confused. the weather. How can they just come only three days before and then they're already playing in the main game? Like what, what because, kind of bullshit is this? Because he had to play a game this past um, the, on Monday before he traveled and come but to the But you have to play Astron. a few games with your team to see how everybody now aligns on the field. So that you know, so and that's the reason why he was not trying to pass the ball. He kept trying to score by himself. Exactly. I'm like, pass so the ball. <laughs> hey, well, but that's the captain, right? You have to always put the captain on the team. So, yeah, so yeah, because most of the Burkina Faso players, they don't have a lot of experience because their older generation is is gone. That's why it was only one player in the team, Bertrand Traoré. That was the older player, but he's not really that old. He's like 30 right now. But compared to all the other players, they are much younger. Why Cameroon players were in the 30s, you know, most of them are in the late You 20s. mean 30s, football age, the fake <laughs> age, or you mean the actual, like, no. I'm sorry, those are past. And because also Cameroon did not play any friendly games before this first game. They Why? had to play Guinea Equatorial, but Guinea Equatorial players had COVID, so they could not come and play the game. Oh my God. Then they chose another team, but the other team, I think it was Morocco, they canceled the game too. Morocco that of... doesn't want to eat from our restaurants. Do you think exactly. they want to play with us? No. So that's why I'll find it interesting that when I watch the Morocco-Ghana match, if they will shake the hands of the Ghana players. Talking about the second half, I just have one thing to say. Like, I don't know why Cameroonians were like you to don't forget. So as you guys know, there was the mini scandal of Eugene Clinton. Please um, <laughs> say it for those of us who haven't heard. Can you tell us so the story? He had his um, two years or three years back. And when he entered the field, that's the first thing that was trending on social media. From Pornhub to the today's field, I'm like, that's just crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So Clinton is one of the Cameroonian players, and he had a sex tape that was that released, was released like, yeah. three years ago. And years you see, ago, as soon as as soon as he entered the stadium, I mean, was it on the it stadium or you're saying that it was trending on like on like social media? No, not on the stadium, like on the social media, because you know, Cameroonians oh make jokes of everything. Because he was mm -hmm. playing well, was applying pressure, so they were like, oh, Papi, they call him Papi Mukala. So Papi Mukala, yeah. they were like, from P to P. They were like, from... <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> but he played well. He did play well. <laughs> yeah, he was really fast. So like, he played he well. So can we speed. forget about the, the past and the sex tape now? Is that is, is yes, that forgotten? Yes, can we yes, put yes, that away? I hope so. I hope Cameroonians we can. Because the yeah. Cameroonians, that's the same we say here. The Cameroonians never forget. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But only it was a good game, so at least we're happy that we got the victory. And on to the next game against Ethiopia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so today, which is January 9th, we had the uh Cameroon versus Burkina Faso. And there was another game today, which I didn't watch, but what which uh teams were playing? So this is in the same group. So Cameroon has three other teams in this group: Burkina Faso, Ethiopia, and Cape Verde. So Cameroon, Burkina Faso finished 2-1. Now, the way they played is a whole other story. But we are happy, right, with the <laughs> results. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, after that game was Ethiopia versus Cape Verde. Now, Ethiopia player, an Ethiopia player got a red card at the beginning of the game. So, therefore, who do you think won the game then? Ethiopia? No, they got a red card, so... Okay, but I was trying to say maybe there was some, like, comeback story, like, Ethiopia <laughs> with only... Um, wait, how many players? Were, is it uh, 10 players? Right. Yeah, exactly. 10 players won the game because of the red card, right? Um, I'm really happy that we're doing the game, and um, Daniel, you continue to keep us updated on all the games that happened throughout the week. So where can people watch the games if you're not living in Africa? 
So for those in the US, you can watch the game if you are subscribed to the cable channel Bean Sports. Bean Sports will be showing all the African Cup of Nations games. Now, some of them might not be in live, but they will retransmit, as we call it, at a later time. So Bean Sports, you can watch the game in the US, Sky Sports in Europe, and of course, Africa, like look at your local channels and the time schedule for those games. Yes, we are we are go we are going to post some of these links on our Instagram and Twitter. So look out for that. And uh, hopefully we can get once we get more links, we're going to add them to the list so that you guys have a place to watch. Because, again, the goal is to stay connected. If we, you don't have access to be in sports or sky sports or you don't live in, you know, in the local country itself, then um, that th those are your those are your options. You, you get to see the game. You get to see. And one thing that I, I honestly I prefer watching these links over the sky sports and being sports because they did not have any like highlights of the show like in between they showed so many commercials i mean they yeah. have to they have to get paid but it's like we were missing most of the of the game because they were showing mostly like western yeah, commercials that had exactly. nothing to do with the game because you know yeah. the format is a little bit different where they're using but um they cut to commercials every like 10 or 15 minutes but whereas you know for soccer or football it's 45 minutes but the sport in america they always have timeout so they can do commercials during all those timeouts, but it's not the same in, that's in soccer. Different. That's quite different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's a big issue. All right, Daniel, what are the next uh, upcoming games for this week? So coming up next, we have Senegal playing Zimbabwe, Morocco playing Ghana, which should be a very good game. And also on Tuesday, Nigeria is playing Egypt. That'll be a very interesting game too. Stay tuned for more games and more results on the AFCON. And Cynthia, do you have anything to conclude this topic of sports? Yes, I do. I don't know. Did you guys see the dance moves our mascot gave? And Mola awesome. was dancing, yeah. Mola yeah. was dancing. He, 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 he did not like. He had a lot of waste action. <laughs> that is uh, so funny. <laughs> All right, Daniel. So, what's our proverb for today? We have a special guest today, so I'm gonna give the floor to Cynthia. The lion remains the king of the jungle. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, but you cannot say that because there are so many African teams with the with the lion in their name. So which lion are you referring to? The indomitable <laughs> ones. She said All right. and <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Thank you so much. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks to our guest, Cynthia, for joining us. Cynthia, where can people find you? You can find me at Cynics the Shock. The Cynics 2 Shock. I did the talk Facebook. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It was a awesome. pleasure being here. <laughs> if you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are available wherever you stream your podcasts. And be sure to come back next time. Until then, this was your host, Mirai and... The boss. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Ciao, ciao.